survivor stalks his prey in the night. Those are just normal people that he is it's, just punching fully in the face with his boxer fist. It's like Highlander. You're not really sure if they're the Highlander, but so you have to so fight you just them because there could only just be one. You're just going to cut off their heads regardless, just in case. I don't think that's how the Highlanders did it. I'm pretty sure they, they checked their swing, but maybe. I well, no, they, they, all, they, they could spot a high... They can, like, smell each other. Yeah, messing with my own level stupidly. Sorry, hold on. It's like cats. Um, yeah, Highlander can spot a Highlander from, like, a mile away. 50 yards. Yeah, easily. How? I don't know. A little quickening? <laughs> Durr. Durr. Hello. Welcome to Categorical Oracle, the podcast where we pit our organizational skills against the disorder of the modern world. Uh, my name is Andrew Crawford, and with me today, as always, are... Kelly Comedy. And, of course... Mary Johnston. Hey, guys. Hi. How you doing? Good. I work today, so. Well, that's garbage. It's a it's a Sunday, just to be clear. Yeah. Also, Kelly's lazy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. What are we doing? What are we doing today? What are we doing, guys? Uh, well, we're making a podcast, chatting, drinking watermelon margaritas, and uh, specifically though, we're talking about the topic of '90s sitcom introductions. Uh, we have a list for you today we compiled uh, based on a few criteria, namely uh, shows that were on at some point in the 90s. Uh, some of them did start in the 80s, for point of reference, uh, but all of them were on at some point. Uh, beyond that, um, sitcoms, so situational comedies starring live people. <laughs> and That's not necessarily true. What are you talking about? Dinosaurs. Don't spoil it. Mm-hmm. Also, those were people in those costumes. Those people in the costumes. What? Okay, non They're not? <laughs> non-cartoon people but they're they're like they're more than puppets you know what i mean they're more like mascots well they're not quite a mop they're not quite a puppet (laughs) that's a simpsons joke sorry um anyway so yeah so we're talking about 90s sitcom introductions and um yeah shall we begin yes let's do that uh first on today's list is is it somewhere where everybody knows your name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. You really... I'm glad somebody jumped on that uh, one. I, I was a bit slow in the draw. Um, it's Cheers. It's Cheers, it's cheers guys. It's Cheers. Um, so... Real dad show. Cheers. Real dad show. Dad show. A show that... Okay, so I, I did not watch this show until I was in my 30s, but I have such deep, fond emotions of hearing... Fond emotional recollection, rather, of hearing this theme song when I was so, a child. What one thing we want to note? We're yeah. only talking about the introductions, visuals, and songs. We're not talking yeah. about the shows themselves. or trying as much as possible to leave that out, which is really hard. It turns out because I mean, very difficult. I've watched a lot of these shows, so I kind of know. You have opinions. I but, have a preconceived yeah. notion. Yeah, we, we're do- guys. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. Yeah. We're doing our best. I will one up you to say that I have never seen an episode of Cheers ever, and I still it is like a hug <laughs> hearing that song. Okay. Is it like a hug, or is it my category, which is served in a warm smug, <laughs> with a capital M, because, <laughs> lowercase s, uppercase m, lowercase u, lowercase g, because it's a bit presumptuous. This song <laughs> thinks it like knows everything that's going on with you, and maybe you don't. Maybe you don't, cheers. Maybe I don't want to go someplace where everybody knows me. In fact, I'm a busy lady. After work... I cannot just go to a bar and drink away the night. I have to get home. I have to exercise. I have to I have to meal prep. I got stuff to do. 
I can't just like sit around and complain about my fat wife at Cheers, which is, by the way, exactly what happens at Cheers. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Um, what do we think of the visuals? Okay, so I, I okay, I, I kind of, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I kind of tossed up a few different options for categories for this one. The one most relevant to the visuals, and I think this is actually kind of a clever trick they did, is. I see what you did there. Because what's happening... Let me explain that one. So I feel like the Cheers intro, I realized while doing this, was actually visually darker and cleverer than I might have originally expected. Because all those photos show sort of uh, better, classier times, right? It's, you know, people, people in top hats and tails and canes and all that, drinking uh, from fancy glasses. Cordials. Drinking cordials, etc. And now Cheers is just a bar with a bunch of kind of sad, drunk people... Who are funny but also gross, and also the owner of Cheers is a is a failed baseball player who failed because of his alcoholism. So you know it's seen it's seen better days, much like Sam. The intro shows photos from Cheers and happier times, much like Sam had a life that was happier before he owned Cheers, arguably. So it's like a meta reference to I Sam's life. I thought we weren't accounting for what was in the actual I know, show. I know, I know, but then it's like, like, like death of the artist, but it's also connected to the show. Here's what I have to say about the visuals. I think that the guy with the monocle who's raising his glass, he appears right before the woman who has the Cheers logo superimposed on her, the Cheers woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks like a Edward Gorey reject. <laughs> and he's going to be like, hey guys, hey Masterpiece Mystery guys, is it cool? Can I hang out with you guys by that big urn? And they're like, no. <laughs> no, you can't because you don't have enough lions on you. Oh. I also noticed there weren't a lot of ladies in that until about halfway through. I know, well, I mean, pretty the the first the opening uh, text has lady on it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cheers, the titular cheers lady. Who, by well, the way, would that be not an amazing Halloween costume? Oh yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you why because it would be great and warm for chilly Midwestern nights <laughs> where we all live. Yeah. Um, Everybody leans, in the world. It leans heavily on hat work, which is a good thing. And once you got to the bar, the only people who'd recognize it have kids who are going to be graduating from college soon. <laughs> so that's always a big plus. Yeah, true. Just like your uh, Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> yeah, that was it, a, but that was your grandkids are about to graduate from college. That was a really interesting and good night. <laughs> Most highest compliment to overall effort ratio of any costume ever. Did not expect it. All from men in their 60s. Some women, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody loved it. Some people just thought I was Minnie Mouse, and they also <laughs> liked it, but they were wrong. Um, so what are we doing? All right, so what do, you, what do you have for a category? I just categorized it as a warm blanket. I did the same thing. I think it's just, yeah. it's just, and you know what? I It's fully on the song. That the song being, is a nice yeah. warm hug. That being said, I mean, majority rules, so we win, but I think your category is better, Mary. <laughs> I do it think, is better, yeah. because it's very presumptuous. It's like, yeah. you want to go where everybody knows in. You know what? No. I've had yeah. a long day. I'm ready to go home. Cheers. I don't need. I don't need. I don't need Sam perving it up around me. Yeah. No. I don't need an annoying mailman telling me about Florida. I'm just <laughs> gonna go home and I'm gonna watch TV like an American. Get drunk in my house. And I'm gonna <laughs> watch a sitcom. Maybe Cheers. Oh wow! Wow! Tied it in. Wow. Yes. So I'm gonna go ahead and I, I know we did win. By numbers, Kelly. Yeah. But I'm going to give it to Mary. I think I, think, I go with the agree. warm smug. Uh, uh, sorry, what was it? Served in a warm smug. smug. Perfect. Smug. Great. Done. Boom. All right, guys. So uh, cheers. Big one. Now to another juggernaut of uh, sitcom history. Uh, the Golden Girls. Oh. It's loved. Fair. Yeah. Started loved. in uh, 1985 uh, to 1992. All right. Well, 
I think that it is best in class. There are a lot of intros that are exactly like this, where it's like hijinks intercut with solo shots of the main mm-hmm. cast members while their names roll across the screen. But this one is just so good. The colors immediately take me to a place and time and ground me in the story. Yes. It's Miami, and it is the 80s and 90s. <laughs> yeah. Hello. 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 I also love my by far my favorite part of this intro is the bum 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 and it's intercut with like action scenes. So it's like Dorothy throwing her hands up, <laughs> Betty White in a chokehold, the ladies capering and leaping about perfectly in time to the bombs. Uh, see, perfect. My favorite part of it is when Dorothy bites her knuckles. <laughs> That's also a very good part. It's a weirdly violent introduction, especially to Betty White. She gets shoved in the closet. It's a little <laughs> yeah, violent towards Betty White. Um, so my favorite, I mean, not because I think topic-wise, this is an easy best, and I, I know it's almost so good and so widely loved that it, it was almost not worth putting in the list. But it, it is because it's you know top, you gotta have the top of the heap. You gotta have a best sometimes, and I think this is. It's I also have this as best. I yeah. had it as a best as well. My favorite fun fact about this song is that you know it was not actually written as the theme song to this show. It existed prior to what? Yeah. So, which, you know, okay, fine, whatever. That, that's not an uncommon occurrence. But consider that this song, which is an almost disgustingly earnest love letter to a best friend, was just written about somebody's best friend, mm-hmm. which is both sweet and also a little bit creepy. Mm. Yeah. That is funny. Although, is it earnest? I have strong opinions on, <laughs> on this. Uh, I went to an all-women's college, which means I know an awful lot of ladies. And the really the second stanza, let's call it, of the song uh, really resonates with me, which is, And if you, through a party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift there would be from me. And the card attached would say, thank you for being a friend. Shady. Shady. (laughs) So shady. I bought you such a nice gift, all these other bitches cannot compare to how great my gift is. And you know why I bought you this gift? Because you're such a good friend. friend. And you know what? It's not even a good gift. It's just big. It's also, yes, (laughs) clearly expensive could also be put in there, but it didn't, like, the pattern, the syllables didn't line up. (laughs) It's actually just an elephant. (laughs) Or it's just one of those really big teddy bears from Costco. (laughs) When I was at Costco today... Stuffed with an elephant. When I was at Costco this weekend picking up our giant watermelon, mm. there was uh, one of those giant bears laying in a hammock. Wow. Oh, I just kicked back. Aw. We did enough that day. We did enough that day. It was a tired Summer's bear. coming, guys. All right, so golden, <laughs> uh, we all agree best. I think best. Easy best. best. Easy best. Right. What's next? Next is one of my personal favorites of all time uh, because in college, uh, my roommate and I had, I think, what, four DVDs, and one of them was... Uh, Disc one of season one of Perfect Strangers. Another mm. classic. Widely loved. Uh, for good reason. Yeah. It's very difficult for me to be completely impartial when it comes to the show because I do enjoy it a lot. Mm. Um, and I've always enjoyed the title song and in fact would sing it to my niece while she held onto my fingers and would kind of like lurch around the living room learning how to walk <laughs> because it's all about standing tall and achieving yeah. dreams. Um so it was, sure. it was very appropriate. But now, um, so we're specifically, and and I kind of forcefully insisted that we would do the first, the original intro, which shows Larry Appleton and Balky arriving, coming to Chicago. Mm-hmm. 
And I insisted on it, I think, because now we're living in Trump's America. And I think it's extra poignant. Here we have this like bold lack of irony, and we're drawing parallels between the you know kind of cautious Larry Appleton's modest two-hour move from Madison to Chicago <laughs> with Balky's cross-Atlantic journey to America. Starting on a, a goat cart. Starting Not, so not a go-kart, where, where a goat. Where does he come from? He comes Nepos. from Nepos, which is not, <laughs> not a real place, Kelly. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's like it's in the Mediterranean Sea. It's so, an island. So do you think that he would be allowed to come to America now? I don't... You know what? I would hope so. Because yeah. he... Is a darling man. He does represent everything that is good about America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's about more American than most people in the yeah. fact that he also, fun fact, the actor portraying him refused to wear underwear for the entire show's run because he felt it was more authentic to the character. Sure. Mm-hmm. And you can tell. That's I like... thought about starting a Tumblr that's just called like Balky's Crotch, but it never came together. <laughs> I mean, Balky's Balls would be the title, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's this is enough. also a good intro because it tells both characters whole backstories in like less than a minute yeah, and a half and that is where my category came from because so i feel like okay so i was reflecting on what the purpose of an actual introduction was and it as the name would convey is to introduce people to what they're about to see in this case they just do such a good job of conveying exactly what's happening that i gave it a solid b plus because they just did the job perfectly it's like this was the task no frills here it is b plus is that really the name? That's, no, yeah, no. That's your title? Yeah, is B plus? A, a, oh, solid, a so solid B plus. Perfect. A solid B plus. Okay. I, I said it was a best. Okay. I mean, but it's, it's a big be, fan, but... That might be my love of the show and also my hatred of Trump <laughs> clouding my judgment. That's fair. I, yeah. just, I just called it besties for number four ever. Because it's just the story of two besties forever. I like so that true. category yeah, That's much sweeter it. than mine. Mine's, mine's really a bit judgy, sweet. actually. Yeah. yeah, I think it gets at the heart of also what we're saying because yeah. the show is at its core about best friendship. Yeah, and it also I like kind of it kind of gets at my crossing, crossing nations and yes. worlds and experiences. It would also very much fit Golden Girls. Oh, it would, except yeah. that Golden Girls is obviously, obviously one of the best of all time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like Besties forever. Yeah, let's do it forever. It's earnest in a way that is appropriate for that show's intro. Yep. Great. Well, cool. Great, guys. Oh, man. I, we're getting... The first like five things on this list are basically my favorite sitcoms of all time. Um, this one, Designing Women. Oh, show, I love this A intro. show that um, about a, a couple years ago, Mary randomly test, texted me and said, Hey, you want to watch Designing Women? And I was like, that's a weird thing to say. Why would I want to do that? The answer is because it's one of the best shows of all time. And it's also available on YouTube for some reason. It's most of it's available on YouTube, yeah. which is surprising and wonderful. Yeah, um, I love this intro. So this intro is basically O'Brien's "The Things They Carried" for, about bad bitches. <laughs> what we do, we show is that each woman is shown as dynamic and accomplished, with just panning shots of physical objects existing on their desks. And is there anything more emblematic of Julia Sugarbakes Baker's no bullshit elegance? Then a plate of perfectly golden toast and a teacup full of black coffee. <laughs> there is not. Who was the person with Elvis? Oh, oh. that is um, that's Jean Smart's character. What's her name? Um. Oh God. They all have super southern names because that's just all I was focused. Like I saw Elvis, and I was just like, oh, I can't concentrate on anything else anymore. 
<laughs> Why is Elvis here? Hmm. All right. Elvis That's has been really... dead for like, let's see, what year did it come out? 1986? Almost uh, a decade. Purportedly yeah, dead. Purportedly. Sorry. Purportedly dead. He could be alive right yeah. now. Yeah. Actually, Andrew is Elvis. What? No. <laughs> it's going to bug me. I have uh, to find out what her, what Jean's smart Dar- uh, Charlene. Charlene. Yeah. Yes. Top of my head. Just took yes, a minute. Right there. Back of my head. She's kind of the heart of the show, and she does love Elvis. Yeah. All right. Um, I... Oh, oh. so category. What was my category? I, I had this as hashtag goals, because mm. it does show the women as being interesting characters, and it defines them by their accomplishments specifically, which range between being very well educated, being beauty queens, having children, expanding themselves, their interests, whatever. And I, that's goals. You should do that with yourself. Yeah. That seems fair. What do you guys have? I was split again. Uh, I did rigidly stick my my uh, my my tenets for a solid B plus because again it does a great job of introducing these people, but I feel like that's a little bit flat because it's kind of poetic in the way that it actually introduces these women. It's very nice. I also had A minus. <laughs> I wish. Well, we've got a saxophone. <laughs> I think that category is going to get used yeah. quite a bit. You know, not as much as you would have thought. Hmm. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Uh, I also <laughs> I also went on the same uh, musical genre that Andrew did, but my category is called The Hardest Word in Hangman, which is jazz, by the way. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> the hardest word to guess in Hangman is jazz. Damn. There That's you go. a deep category. I like that category Let's name. Let's do it, yeah. But I feel like that's so like little of what this is actually about. This is a feminist powerhouse show. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hashtag Man. jazz goals. Hashtag jazz goals. <laughs> Hashtag goals. <laughs> parenthetical jazz. I like it. Yeah. All right. A hybrid category. All right. All right. What's up? Next is uh, now we take a turn for lesser good. I'd say uh, <laughs> we're nose diving. The people. widely loved but actually terrible show Full House. Full House. Um. Yeah. I was not aware this started in 1987. That is shocking. That means it started two years before I was born. Yep. Mm, one year. That also, that also means that basically Mary Kay Nationalism popped out of the womb and were on TV. <laughs> there they are. Because I think they're like my age. They were, yeah, they were babies on the show. Like Jesus. actual babies. Mm-hmm. I feel like you'd have to. Have, I feel like there should be a law. You have to have quadruplets if you're using actual babies for not just twins. Well, so that's so. First of all, they didn't want people to know that they were twins. I don't know why I know so much Full House trivia, but I really do. Well, good to know. Yeah. Um, so they credited them for the first season as Mary Kate Olson. Didn't they call them Mary Kate er, Ashley? Olson? Mary Kate Ashley Olson. Sorry, you're as right. if anyone would name their child. <laughs> yes, that many you're right. Names. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Jesus. Yeah. No. Here. Um, it should be. I hope they'll forgive me. So I'll give them cigarettes later on. <laughs> uh, Mary Kate's. If you if you have not looked into Mary Kate's wedding, which was decorated with bowls of cigarettes, I highly recommend reading that Vanity Fair article. Um, so later on, you know, the Full House was on for many years and it evolved. So there are many intros. Yes. I think specifically we watched all of us season four. Mm-hmm. And you can yeah. tell that because this is um, when DJ starts ra- ra- rocking those double bangs, <laughs> which I think she should have a Skillshare class for. Oh. 
<laughs> people would pay her for money to do that. But what I really think is funny is when you watch the earlier ones, it's kind of generic. They didn't obviously didn't have as much money, so it's mostly like them like throwing frisbees around in parks. But this one, after it's established, it really decides it needs to double down on the characters things yep. jesse's outside with a guitar mm-hmm. danny is spot cleaning his car of course the confirmed bachelor joey is the docks <laughs> checking out the rough trade scene <laughs> like i don't understand <laughs> it's very strange to me that we felt the need to define these characters so narrowly after four years of getting to know them and what is Lori? Lori laughlin Lori. she is bending over yeah she's like just <laughs> She, just generally being pretty, I think. Is right, her right. Job. She is. Cool. She, she starts at a ninety degree angle to herself. Oh, that's right. She's smelling like, a rose, and she snaps back up and turns like her a head. bend of bend and snap. Yes. a la <laughs> Elle Woods. I also think it's funny that only DJ and Mary Kate are inside, or Ashley, whichever one what it was, are shot inside. Everybody else is outside. It was sort of like they're like, we gotta get some air on. What these if people. what if they what if they did get a one shot with Mary Kate? And did another show with Ashley to see who performed better in the <gasps> intro. Mm, you think so? You yeah. think it's like the whole like twin sisters on a wedding night? Which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> Pulling some switcheroos. It doesn't have the fun of that show is trying to figure out which one is which when you're I watching don't it. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually know what the fun of the show is. <laughs> so I'm the wrong person to ask. Okay, so I... Is it the DJ's boyfriend at one point was named Viper? Ooh. And he was, in, he was in competition with her other love interest, Nelson. Aww. You could just guess all of those plot points just right there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They really they really committed to people. Like It was like, you are what you are. Yeah. <laughs> you are what you're named and what you're holding at any one given time. Yeah. So one the thing that stuck out to me about this uh, was actually the lyrics. I think this is a theme that pops up periodically in these shows is that... Uh, the way the song describes the world makes it sound like a nightmare. Or like, you know, it sounds like basically the modern world is terrible. Things were much better in the past. Uh, except for this little pocket of normality or fun that we're looking at in the form of this family. So my category was roasting hot dogs by the hellfire. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just this little, this little, you know, the world is burning down. It's terrible. But you know what? I Whatever loved it. I had, it. I had it as a, a served in a warm smug, but I think it's actually roasting hot dogs by a hellfire. I yeah. had it as just insufferable eye rolls. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I phrased it. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Both of those are good. Yeah. It's whatever happened to predictability. The milkman, the paperboy, evening TV. You know what happened to the milkman? Grocery stores and pasteurization. <laughs> I thank you. <laughs> Modern things. People didn't need to have six bottles of milk a day. I also I like that the, the show just comes out strong and is like, we're predictable. <laughs> nothing Predictive, is going to blindside you. We have men named Viper and we have men named Nelson. You know what their plot points are. <laughs> you know what? That's predictable. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Viper yes. is a member of Jesse's band. You're welcome. Ooh, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I remember Jesse's band dates Jesse's niece who's like a teenager. Yeah. Jesus. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have a recording studio in their basement, which is where Joey used to live. I don't remember where Joey lived. They redid the garage. Because in San Francisco, that's the smartest thing to do, is re- <laughs> redo your garage into an apartment. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? That's a hilarious episode of Tiny House Hunters waiting to happen. <laughs> it's like the person in Joey's garage, and he's just, he's telling him to cut it out. They're like, oh, this countertop. He's like, cut it out. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> like dressing up like a duck. It's awful. I would watch that. Yep. <laughs> I, I watch that. that much more eagerly than I would watch the show Full House. 
Like I said, I oh, have, 100%. I watched, yeah. I must have watched way too much, but it is like up in my mind. Because uh, Jesse and his wife lived up in the attic that they reconverted. All I just remember is thinking this house must be like a, like a insane, like a, like a apartment building. Yeah. It was so big. How rich was Bob Saget's character? Him and Jesse's wife hosted like a daytime TV thing oh. on San Francisco local television. I know things, okay, man. Right, how well. on earth? I have no idea how much money that would pull in, but it's pretty crazy. And don't mm. they live in like a painted lady? Yeah. Well, that's what it, the that's what the intro implies. Yeah, that's mm. what it implies. Mm. They also had somebody at one point. I really don't know why I know so much <laughs> about the show. They had somebody walk up to their house, knock on the door, and be like, "I grew up in this house. I will give you this much money for it." And they were gonna move. Jesus. That's like a very common thing I think in sitcoms of that yeah. time, where it was just like. It was like, oh no, what if they move out of this house? And you're like, you are not going to build a new set. <laughs> that's that's what would happen, A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. We don't care if you move. Also weirdly prescient for the modern San Francisco housing market, right? <laughs> Especially True. since that first season, Joey literally lived in that alcove behind the uh, couch in that living room. Wow. What? Yeah. Guys, well, no wonder he had to go down to the docks. <laughs> Guys, this is a fascinating conversation, but this is not a Full House podcast, nor will it become a Full House podcast. <laughs> Can I please talk about Full House a little bit <laughs> longer? You know, I, do, I do think there needs to be, sidebar, I do think there needs to be an episode where we just get to talk freeform about shows we know way too much about, minus Sex in the City. I think I've seen mm-hmm. all the episodes yeah. maybe once. Encyclopedic knowledge. I think I don't think I've even seen them. I think I read about them. It's Full House? Yeah. Wow. Because there's a really great blog where somebody goes through and read and like talks about how terrible Michelle is in <laughs> every episode. Yeah, I agree with that. Fair. And so I remember reading that. Okay. I like roasting hot dogs by yeah. the Hellfire. All right. Point That's me. very funny. All right. Great. Cool. Well, next on the list, taking a total uh, turn here, Married with Children. Thoughts. Oof. <laughs> that yeah. was my first thought when I watched. I never watched the show, so I don't have any like particular feelings about it. Um, but I, my initial reaction was, "Haha, these people are the worst. The dad is so miserable." <laughs> it seemed like the intro was trying to be the equivalent of a turd in a bowl of oatmeal. It's like very common and ordinary, but at the same time, totally horrifying. <laughs> oh, wait, <laughs> wait, what? I like that you just acted like that was a normal thing to say. <laughs> I, well, no, like oatmeal is normal. Like, you're like, oh, it's an, okay. oh, but there's a turd in it. Ah! Okay, I should clarify that. I thought the turd in the bowl of oatmeal was you know just thing. the old turd in the oatmeal shape. Oh my god! <laughs> Are they? Is it a big turd or is it like raisin sized turds? It's a big turd. Okay, mm. it's a noticeable turd. You're not gonna eat any. I mean, like you're in safe hands. You're not gonna eat any of the oatmeal by accident. The point, okay. the point is not to make you eat. No. Yeah, it's just to Poopy scare oatmeal. you. It's just to show you that somebody has dominated a familial over scene. Wish it has been tainted. I think I know what you guys are going to get for your wedding gift. Fake poop. (laughs) Or real poop, I don't know. So many pranks. And oatmeal. And oatmeal. (laughs) But that's me. That's me. Um, I'm going to get you a container of oatmeal and I'm going to put a fake turd in it. (laughs) (laughs) I would laugh forever. (laughs) Don't put a real turd in it. Just a grease turd. Uh, In a bag. No cat turds. uh, I I can't believe how many times you just said turd. Go ahead. (laughs) That was pretty amazing. (laughs) That's the most times I've ever said turd in my life. Turd. Um, my first thought was, it's like the Flintstones, but, because I feel like that's how the show would have been pitched to somebody. It's like the Flintstones, but much darker with actual human beings. Or they could be like, it's like the Flintstones, except 
you don't have to really wonder if he's an alcoholic. <laughs> See, and I remember this as a dad show. Yeah. I remember my dad watching this show and like you can kind of see that in the intro being like he is the most put upon person it's in the definitely house. it's definitely from the dad's perspective which i think maybe if i watched it in the past i would have been like yeah okay but now i'm just like i bet you voted for trump <laughs> i just remember like i just remember hearing that first like boom boom that's all i'm gonna sing and yeah. <laughs> uh like being Frank like, Sinatra's estate, please do not come after yes. us. We know that you have the money. We know. We know. And I, it's just love. And uh, I just remember like being like, okay, it's time for me to leave the room. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's time for me to go. I, so I call, I have this in a category, which I think it's okay for this. It, it comes back strongly later on for me, which isn't this icon ick. <laughs> Everyone knows what it is. The song is definitely great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a classic. But um, I can't, I don't know if I was, if I just like caught it. I don't think I would want to watch these miserable is, people. Is, that a, is the song iconic because of the show, do you think? No. I mean, like, I know it's, a, I mean, it's Frank Sinatra's song, so. Frank but. Sinatra is not iconic because of anything except well, himself. True, but I, I only think of the show when I hear the song, which doesn't happen often, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I think of like a best of Frank Sinatra tape that's like rattling around in my mom's car <laughs> when I'm a child. Fair. Fair. Uh, I also had this category. Um, I think my dad had this record. Because it's cool. <laughs> they just had like the money to license the song so they didn't have to like commit anybody to actually write something. It's just, you know. That's true. That is like, that's a, that's a decent chunk of change. Yeah. What was your category? I think I just, uh, dad show. Dad show. Mm. All right. Well, mine was terrible. I, I think I think I you guys like dad show that it does sum it up really nicely. It's but a... I do like dad had that record. Dad yeah. had that record. Yeah. Mm. I think we should do it. All right. My father had that. Boom. <laughs> this is my father's. My father's. Speaking of that category, uh, the Wonder Years. The... Oh, man! I feel like the Wonder Years did a lot to normalize fa- like familial brutality, and it almost crosses into the line where I'm like, I don't. There's a way of being supportive, and then there's a way of being like, you know what? Sometimes my dad just hit me. It was right. <laughs> it bothers me a lot when yeah. I rewatch it. Yeah, I feel like the 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 intro, like the older brother, just beats the hell out of him, and it's presented in a very like cozy way, which is a bit weird. Yeah, yeah I agree. But that is actually not what sticks with me the most from this intro. What sticks with me the most and has since I remember seeing it when I was a kid is I cannot believe the mom is wearing a crop top. <laughs> <laughs> As a teenage girl growing up in the early and mid oddies, who is in constant like land war with my mother over belly shirts, the idea that a mother would wear a crop top blows my mind. And to this day, kind of does too. Yeah. She looks great in it. No body shame. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I'm not. This might have been a. There are a few that I just like was started watching it was just like no you just vomit a little bit I'm just gonna bit. like no this is not it I think yeah. this is a, served in a warm smug yeah well yeah. I, yeah. I had it as sentimental clap trap <laughs> yep smug I think smug is yeah. just fine warm yep. smug warm yeah. smug yeah cause it also does is presumptuous like remember when you and your brother would just casually beat, beat the, the hell out of, out of each, each other? other yeah it's great this is normal Remember when your dad had rage issues? <laughs> you're like, ooh. Is that a part of the show? I yeah. never really watched oh, yeah. it. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. There's like a whole episode where you're like... But Winnie. Winnie, Winnie is great. Yeah. The friends are great. The stories are dark. News. Yeah. We don't... We don't... We should not get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Served in a warm smug? Served in a warm smug. smug. Yeah. Okay. 
have to move. God damn it, Kelly. <laughs> she has to move. All right, I should be fine. Are you settled? Yeah. Can we move on? Yeah. All right, we're moving on then. <laughs> Roseanne. Okay, uh, groundbreaking show actually, and then its portrayal of uh, working class family on their own terms. I've only ever seen the Thanksgiving episode of Roseanne, and I enjoyed it immensely, but I know basically nothing about it. So I felt very able to judge this <laughs> this intro, um, and I feel like it succeeds where Full House and Wonder Years fail. So Full House is very plasticky in its portrayal of families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonder Years is like almost too brutal mm-hmm. this is showing us people who are flawed but likable mm-hmm. and i love the camera work i oh, like yeah. legitimately yeah. thought it was really cool so i think this is the best you would love to watch you'd love this show i'm sure i would love the show yeah. like i i you know and i i like i love her as a person you know she's great but um yeah i loved the panning shot around the the kitchen table i thought that was really cool so i put this as the best I, i'll give it to you i didn't have i kind of i kind of fell flat on this one i my category my categories blah where um, it's like the Flintstones, but uh, which is a little bit unfair, I think. I felt kind of shitty putting that one down, but you know. And uh, well, we've got a saxophone. Yep, and... that is the hardest word in Hangman. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It also... totally is, but it's really more about the harmonica. It's true. When it's I true. heard yeah. that the that's a this is a hard harmonica. A hard harmonica. Hard harmonicas. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm. I'm okay with best. I'm okay with best. I'm too. sticking with best. Yeah. I think it's like best of class by far. Yeah. In yeah. terms of families, like of all the intros we watched showing families, that to me rung the most true and universal of all families. Like yeah. families hanging out in the kitchen, mm-hmm. little fights are happening. There's lots of like side stories going on. There's also but hugs. Every, but everyone seems genuinely yeah. likable. Yeah. It actually really made me want to watch the show. Mm-hmm. So. All but right. I'm a little stay. <laughs> yeah are this you guys ready one. yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. taking on giants it's seinfeld mary I, you are beaming ready to talk this what? is isn't it uh, isn't it iconic in every <laughs> sense lord an iconic this is of course always changing because it's jerry doing stand-up with credits overlaying and the theme song just like slapping away in the background and it's like <laughs> we're too cool we don't need to show anyone else it's just and it's everything it's like jerry just like crushing it like he like says his punchlines never fall flat just the crowd is just like eating him up with a spoon and it's gross and it's icky and it's iconic i will give you but it's iconic (laughs) i just i think the one i saw um might actually be a compilation of weird intro things and i approaching it from the perspective of somebody who did not know anything about the show my first reaction was who are these assholes? Like, why am I supposed to care about these people who are doing dumb things? I think but, that's supposed to be the charm of the show. Yeah. yeah. No, that's actually, this is even worse. That is put together by a fan who's like, if Seinfeld had an intro, this would be the intro. Normally, what's the deal with fan-made Seinfeld? What's the, what's the deal with intros? We don't even need them. No, every episode <laughs> just starts with Jerry standing on a stage wearing a terrible tie, yeah. crushing it at comedy <laughs> in the only, a way only he can. You don't see anybody else. You only see their names flash up briefly. That yeah. is the intro. And then the <laughs> like that noise going on yeah. in the background. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic. Iconic. Yeah. I, I fell flat. I could not categorize it. It's yeah. it's very it's gross. Yeah. Well. What's next? What's next? Oh, what's next is Saved by the Bell. Now put on your boogie shoes. Yeah. So I got really cerebral with this one. <laughs> All right. It, go you ahead. have the floor. But it worked. Okay. 
So well, we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> okay. So first off, the category name, it's okay. But here's here's where okay, the category name is Blonde on Blues. Here's wh- <laughs> here's here's where that comes from. So I, I like the name. Thank you, thank you. So the introduction is clearly very much inspired by the design work of the Memphis group. I tried to work that into mine as well and just like failed utterly, but yes. Well, then sit back and relax because I took care of it for you. Okay, so I looked into the Memphis group, did a little cursory uh, research and discovered that they got their name from... Do you want to explain what that is to those oh, of so us sorry. who don't know what sorry. it is? The Memphis group is a... Uh, you're talking about. <laughs> There's a group of designers from Milan, Italy, uh, in the who were most active in the 80s who made a bunch of sort of very garish and colorful... Mm. It's the things. like backgrounds that have like the things that look like sprinkles that are jittering. Yeah. 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 I mean, I figured, but... Yeah. Because yeah. I'm a smart person. Yeah. She, I have she the best connected. Thoughts. She connected the sprinkle the, the dots. The many, many dots that are in the background. <laughs> All the squiggle dots. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so they, they were a group of designers from Italy. Um, they got their name... Because during their first meeting, the Bob Dylan song, Stuck in Mobile with the Memphis Blues Again, was playing. And that's where they got Memphis from. So that album. That's so. That's so weird. That's so someone who does not speak a language as the first. Like, you're just like, (laughs) oh, this is, yeah. Yeah. Done. done. What could be more American than this? Yeah. So this is an American style and we're done. Now, that song came off the, the album Blonde on Blonde, right? Now, the star of this show. Zach is blonde. <laughs> and that's how it all connects. Wow. Yeah. That was like a that was like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I mean it's better than mine, which is ellipses will fix it in post. <laughs> because this is a clip art Frankenstein. Yeah. Well, the thing about okay, so like I, I do feel like it, that was is a bloated overall explanation. What's funny about it is this isn't the only time that's a relevant category. <laughs> It happens a few more times. So, so to me, this category seems like it's like deeply white people and deeply suburban people attempting to understand the blues. Oh, that fits really well into my category, which is sit the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. You thought you were cool. No, sit the fuck down. Wow. That's it. On blast. <laughs> All right. I'm happy with a hybrid between the two of yours. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> Sit the fuck down, you blue bastard. You blue blonde bastard. Blue bo- blonde bastard. It, I guess we don't really need bastard in there. It doesn't roll know. off the tongue, but we'll make we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> and it all ties together beautifully. All right, so great. Um, so next on the list is Family Matters, a spinoff. Of Perfect Strangers, hmm. fun fact, which to me no idea, which uh, which is funny to me only because I have to imagine that when you look at Steve Urkel the character, and again not to venture too far from the introduction, but the cultural icon of Steve Urkel seems like what they wanted Balky Bartokamos from Perfect Strangers to be like a goofy, wacky, uh, big time, big deal, and. Um, Steve Urkel was just so much better at it. It must really trap Bronson Pinchot's ass. I don't think he cares because now he's like r- flipping houses for HGTV. Oh, well, good for him. Just like Vanilla Ice. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? You can't. 90s icons. You can't yeah. get, there they go. You can't get the boy in underwear, but you can get him in an as- asbestos-filled house. <laughs> Does he wear underwear in that show? I don't know. Have you, yeah. like... I haven't I haven't laid eyes Is on it. Is it a style that's stuck? <laughs> it's very difficult to watch HGTV if you do not have cable, unlike other shows where 
there are many means, but HGTV, it's like hotel TV. Mm. No one streams it. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is served in a warm smug, and it's particularly a smug served at Cracker Barrel Old Fashioned Country Store, <laughs> where Laura, the daughter, will be happy to ring you up on her antique cash register she's standing next to for no discernible reason. This is This is very, very crackly and smugly old. Yeah. yeah. I also, this is roasting hot dogs by the hellfire because, again, it's the. Uh, I don't remember if it implies that the world is terrible outright or if it's, it just. It's a softer one, but I think. I also had um, people, places, and places because it's really heavy on Chicago, which also good if I uh, work with Chicago again? Again. So. No, I do I... like I do like the. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I do like uh, warm cup of smug. Warm cup of smug. Uh, a warm cup of smug. Full of vanilla bean for, ice cream. From Sea Barrel? From Sea Barrel? From CB. From CB? Yeah. I just had it as sentimental claptrap. C-B-O-F-C-S. Cracker Barrel Old Country Fashion Country Store. Many people forget the subtitle, and I really appreciate you sticking to it. We should really go to Cracker Barrel on the way back from your bachelorette party. I think we 100% will. So what are we going to do? Warm cup of smoke. Yeah. Okay. Smuggity smug smug. Smug me. <laughs> All right. What's next? Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I'm going to come in strong. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> overrated is what Sit I said. Sit the fuck down. Here's, okay, but here's the thing. I think it's just overrated because of bros. This has been ruined by white bros wanting you to be deeply impressed that they know all the words, mm. which isn't strictly speaking the show's fault, but it is like culturally imprinted. They made the song too catchy. That's the problem. I, I said, uh, because this does such a good job of explaining the backstory of the show so, th- Ooh, excuse me, so thoroughly, uh, I give it a solid B plus with an addendum. That's a wrap <laughs> because they, you know, it was a wrap. No. Oh, and because it, it was a wrap, they did I was it. like, I, I was like, it's like a double because meaning. It was over? Yeah, I don't know. Both. So, uh, mm. I think sit the fuck down and overrated are kind of on the same track. They're on the yeah. same track. What do you think, Andrew? Uh, I'll give it to you guys to fight it out. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I would be fine with overrated. Because I think it's actually at its core fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I would say it's speaking. good. It's just yeah, like yeah. you said, it's just played to it's death. It's just ruined by douchebags. Mm. Bags. Bags of douche. <laughs> Great. Cool. Uh, so next on the list, dinosaurs. Which I think I'm gonna go ahead and step out here. This is the most appropriate example of. It's like the Flintstones, <laughs> but the but people are dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Instead of enslaving dinosaurs, they are dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. really did enslave so many dinosaurs. They really did. Stuff. They're yeah. like, you're our garbage disposal. What a terrible life. You're a washing machine. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. That's yeah. also a worse, it's a worse life. Garbage disposal at least gets to eat. Yeah. Um, I thought that dinosaurs was a... Sh- I'm calling this category, category shaggy dog because it's all about buildup. Half of the thing is Earl crashing through this jungle and then it just gives way to cheerless vaudeville. Like it's there's it goes nowhere. It's endless buildup, signifying a, just a wet fart. Mm. Yeah, I would be so happy with either of those categories that I'm not even gonna put mine in. Yeah, <laughs> was it Jeez. was it lewd? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, would tap it. Was it like, put on some Earl pants. is sexy. Earl is sexy. 
see. I love all of these pantsless dinosaurs. Especially the one Especially that's supposed that to be. Especially the baby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually, the baby's, baby's the only one. The yeah. baby's, the, in fact, the only one wearing pants. Kelly, was the category, I've learned something new about myself. <laughs> what was your category, Andrew? Um, it's like, it's the, like the, the Flintstones, but... That's good. Okay. That's better. Nice. What it is. Yep. Thank you. All right. So next on the list is uh, home improvement. <laughs> Damn it. I had a joke built into my category with that. <laughs> oh, well, please. It, it, it wasn't a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh, honestly, honestly, there's a reason that that's why we all fixated on. There's nothing to this. I had this as a we'll fix it in post. It's just kind of like, we got some stuff and we're going to slap. But I do like, that is the one like kind of endearing part where they yeah. bake in his little verbal tick <laughs> into the very fabric of the theme song. Yeah, I had a... Um, into the fabric of the show. Yeah, into true. the I mean, like the show in, is about that. Into the fabric of American culture. They were like, <laughs> it's like the Flintstones, but... <laughs> <laughs> I did a, mine was actually, I saw two categories. The first one is green screen green face because it made me sick how many things were moving around on this screen <laughs> yeah um the other one was just huh but said huh <laughs> all right <laughs> are there other things that fall into that category is it a special one-off category? um i think i had one more that was a just a regular huh but mm. i mean it more or less it's so off. i watched the show but i was trying to judge only on the theme it's song. very hard when Tim Allen is involved. <laughs> so I actually just named. So I have a category called "Women Who Are Far Too Good for That Man." Done. Oh, That's yes. the category. <laughs> yeah. That's the category. Oh, yeah. that poor, long-suffering woman. Uh, the only thing I remember about the show, I never really watched it, but I remember there was an episode where he presented a recliner for men that it had an incorporated <laughs> toilet. So you didn't have to get yeah. off the what? seat. You could watch TV and take a shit at the same time. Is this positing that you are sitting on your recliner bare ass? Yeah, I, you'd have to be. Or that you can easily wow. pull that's down what, your pants. That's what that entire show is about. Is It's just a show about misogyny. Nice. Well, he's like a person about misogyny, so yeah. that doesn't surprise me. But uh, no, no, no. I, I, I'm sorry. We need to go back. Is he positing, <laughs> is he positing that... You're a regular man sitting in a regular recliner with his children around him. With his child, his family lovingly gathered around the glowing television set in their living room is bare ass. I think what it, so much so that adding a toilet is just a next logical step. I, I and think, where's his toilet paper? Does he need it if he's not moving off the thing? Maybe does he have a bidet? Maybe it's a bidet. Oh man, here's the thing. I think it's a putting it. He's kind of putting the carpet for the horse. But I think what he's trying to do is create a market for assless pants for dads. <laughs> With the brilliance of you his know who I think I know is all about those, Joey Full House. <laughs> Cut it out of your seat. <laughs> seat of your pants. I mean, um, uh, that's the category. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's far too good for him. Uh, women who are far too good for that man. Yeah, that man. Is that man consistently going to be Tim Allen? <laughs> it is it a category that applies to all women. This is a category that applies to all women when it comes to Tim Allen. Allen. The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus 2. That's so right. Mm. The Santa Claus 3. You know, it is actually kind of amazing that he did encapsulate that face he makes in a sound, which is... Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I kind of watched it and was like, I kind of get it because he's kind of handsome. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. No, but get this. Young him. But get this. I also think it's very difficult... 
for me to hear his voice and not think astronaut, which is inherently an attractive thing. Astronaut? <laughs> yeah, because he's of Buzz, Buzz. Lightyear. Duh. Oh, I forgot Durr. about that. Wow, yeah. I'm sorry, space commander or whatever he is, uh, but yeah, astronaut. Yeah. I grew up right by NASA. So. Yeah, true. So, right around the corner. Down the street. They're yeah. constantly just constantly, constantly going their space. windows were melting from the heat from the rockets we going. We only off. ate astronaut food. <laughs> um eating my little astronaut ice cream. Mm. Uh yeah. What's next? Uh great question. The answer is Clarissa explains it all. <gasps> okay. So we are specifically talking about the whiteboard pink marker version, yep. not the not the first one, but more classic and held longer throughout the series. And this is like her outfit, and this is style goals it for me. So mm-hmm. is it, it's it's the benchmark of of teenage cool, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, until Sam rolls in, and then you're like, whoa, whoa. I remember being a teenager. Hi, now. hi. <laughs> I will say, uh, so she's wearing if you just. So if you can remember, it's a sweetheart neckline crop top, black. And then I know I always thought it was a skirt, but on now through adult eyes and higher definition <laughs> screens, I realize that she's wearing a sassy black skort. Whoa. Yeah, it has little legs, which is why she can do all those high kicks. Does she also huh. wear tights? Yes, she's wearing neon pink tights mm-hmm. underneath her skort and then knee-high black boots. Also, her skort is bedecked with groovy chains. Um, that's my Halloween costume yeah it's great it reminds me of something that the style icon Claudia of the Babysitter's Club would wear which is basically the highest compliment you can give any 90s girl correct (laughs) so I had this as hashtag goals obviously this was the second instance where my poorly named but very complicated category blonde on blues comes into play Uh see yeah, but it's not it's not as ham fisted. It's not just taking like Memphis style and animating it. No, like, nothing is for the Save by the Bell themes. That's nothing just, nothing know. compares. Also, that that so diminishes how cool Clarissa because Clarissa mm. is the point. The yeah. problem with the Save by the Bell one is that the pattern overpowers and the flying mm. ice cream cones and all that stuff mm-hmm. overpowers anything the show can be about. But this is Clarissa explaining it all, and Clarissa is the star of the show. Yeah, okay. she's disappearing. She's kicking her brother with pink lines. <laughs> uh, sidebar, one of my dear friends, Randy, growing up, was not allowed to watch this show because his parents deeply feared what it all would be. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Randy, wherever you are. I love that fact about you as a person. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so great! <laughs> like Nickelodeon was like, obviously, we need to explain sexual intercourse to children. So, so Clar- we're gonna have this this smart girl Clarissa who has an alligator named Elvis, and she's gonna explain to your kids how babies <laughs> with her computer. <laughs> she's gonna explain it all, all of it, all positions, <laughs> diagrams, diagrams, oh birth control. We're gonna go way past flower metaphors. It's gonna be it all. <laughs> Also, we went straight to sex, but it could be anything. Yeah. It could literally be anything. It could be drugs. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? She's going to explain. You know what? Clarissa is on it. If it's based on uh, the legendary MTV Cribs episode of Melissa Joan Hart, oh. it's going to be how to hide gin around your house. <laughs> oh, Melissa Joan Hart, we love you. Yeah, sorry about we'll your... We'll see you a little bit later, too. I think it's hashtag goals. Yep. I had it Done. as a warm blanket, but I will definitely hashtag it's goals. It's more it. than that, because yeah. she's just... Oh. 
So yeah. cool. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Martin. I had this as a shaggy dog, too, because I was fully on board and I thought he was going to be impersonating the whole cast. <laughs> but then suddenly it just kind of flipped on me. Yeah. Um, but major shout out to Gina for rocking that power suit. She looked good. Yeah, she did. She knows yeah. how to tailor a power suit. I, Important. I don't want to cut you to the punch here, Kelly. Is this a she's too good for yeah. them? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to make a he joke He knows it, too. Lines, He's yeah. holding on to her like she's yeah. a life yeah. left. I did, yeah. Yeah. I said green screen, green face, because Jesus Christ. Yep. A lot of, lot of motion. Yep. I had it as a woman who are far too good for that man, because... <laughs> you can see it in his face. I Yeah, you can see in his face that she is way too good for him. She looks like she has a great job. She is... I don't know what she does for her job, but she's good at it. And She appears to be competent. He looks at her like she shits gold, and she knows it. And she's like, I am too good for you. I think it's worse than that. I think he's sort of just like, ah, Gina. <laughs> like, he's like very sweaty all over her. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. sure. I am. I am your girlfriend. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I think she knows. I think she knows she's too good for him. And I think he knows it, but he also gets like some pleasure out of it. Like, she's like, he's slumming it with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. What's next? <laughs> But do we have a category for that? Yeah, women who are she's oh, yeah, way too sorry. good for him. Yeah, right. Next on the list is <laughs> Mad About You. Oh, I, I sure. like I like my category for Mad About You. Oh, I yeah. like mine too. I think this is a '90s Starbucks. It's mm. trying really hard to be so sophisticated, <clears throat> and you even have that same aftertaste of regret. <laughs> Wouldn't part. you rather have just made tea at home and listened to Belinda? Uh, Carlisle's Mad About You, you as know, opposed to watching this intro. I took a similar tact. My my category was second choice. Because, I mean, and I mean that in a very positive way, because it would have been so easy just to use Belinda Carlisle's Mad About You, which I I went on a tangent watching her music videos, and she's pretty great. Like, there'd be, there's she's no great. shame. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize what a Belinda Carlisle fan I was until today. But um, thank you, Matt. About you, two yeah, weeks ago you. when we did this research, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, certainly today. not this afternoon. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's it's commendable they didn't go with that because it would have been really easy. But also, like, why didn't they go with that? Okay, it would be commendable if they went with it and hadn't picked something utterly generic and clearly <laughs> like this is a show for adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just adult like... people who live in Manhattan, the yeah. most sophisticated place in the world, guys. Well, I just feel like, you know, if, if Married with Children can afford to license a Frank Sinatra song, then you could have afforded to license... BC. Belinda. Yeah, Come BC. On. Come on. So. Yeah. It's also just way more fun. Like, you could not... You could not drop in that song replacing... Into that intro. It's oh, no. Too, the song... No, 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 Ma- no. Uh, BC's Mad About You is too fun. Yeah. 90 Starbucks is what I maintain. What was your category? Um, second choice. Second choice. What do you have? Hardest word in hangman. <laughs> I could give it zero. No more. That was one of the ones that I was like, I listened to about three seconds of it. And I was like, there it is. I'm moving on with my yeah. life now. Fair. Yep. No. I've long maintained that the worst best gift you could give someone is just season three of Mad About You on DVD for Christmas. <laughs> no one wants it. I think I... Now I know what you're getting for your wedding too. Oh. <laughs> you can't steal my terrible gift idea. Yes, I can. Mm. <laughs> Watch me. All right. What are we going to do this? Um, I'm willing to give it to you. Though 90s. I really do like 
the jazz one too. Hardest word to hang, man. They're all good. They're, They're all, all good. they all stand. But we yeah, have to make uh, one decision. You already had one hybrid, and yeah. I think I think yeah. this cannot be it. I will tactfully withdraw. You should be the deal breaker. Yeah, what? you're you're the you're oh, the tiebreaker. What? So I'm not deal on par with you guys. What? No. No. Th- this <laughs> what? Is, wait. No. This is your category. You said, you so, said that we could all. They were all good. They were all good. Aww. Second choice. Yours was second choice. <laughs> Maybe you know what? Maybe it is this category. Because his category is also. And it's kind of perfect for this. It is. Second it's, choice. It's Second choice. It's done. Don't, you know what? Keep your damn pity. <laughs> it's not pity. That's a pity. It's not pity. It's synergy. <laughs> uh, okay. Second choice. Just like my category. Also, if we talk about this much longer, I will sing Mad About You. And uh, the Carlisles will pounce. <laughs> Get you. Look at right. me. Also, right. we got a great one coming up, so okay. we should just move forward. Next on the list, Boy Meets World. Oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Never mind. It's an okay one. <laughs> um, so it's important to note that we all watched a compilation, or at least most of a compilation. I, I, Correct. Yep. To do this. So I gave this three different categories. Wow. With slashes for each of the different... There are more than three intros to Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. but many of them are very samey. So the first one, where it's just a bunch of clip art nightmares, I said we'll fix it in post. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we have the, I think the most iconic, which is the red convertible phase. Mm. Yes. Which puts in emphasis on intense teen love and disregard for seatbelts that made me squirm. (laughs) So I said, isn't it iconic? Uh, I did not like it. And then finally we have the big city transit years. Um, And this I called a shaggy dog, but not the way that I was calling other things in the past a shaggy dog, where it's like a long joke and the joke is the buildup, but not the punchline. Instead, more, it seems like it's chasing after something that it wouldn't know what to do with if it caught it. What would happen if you successfully hailed that cab? What if Rachel, the redhead, was actually a real person and not a sexual chew toy? It doesn't know what it wants to do with it. It's a shaggy dog. Um... I mean, I'm going to tentatively go ahead and say you win that one. But my category was, uh, focusing mostly on the latter portion of the compilation, we have fun. <laughs> so much fun. We Throwing fun popcorn here. at each other's faces. Oh, and then spilling a whole box. Oh. oh. No one's eating that popcorn. No. No. We're dumping water on each other like we're not in public. <laughs> Dance as if nobody's watching. Pour water in your friend's. As if it's okay. That's <laughs> as a- if that's a normal okay thing to do. Uh, so I also touched on each of the three different uh, versions of it, but I gave them one category, which is just please stop. <laughs> Cease. Please Cease stop. Cease and desist. Mm. I feel, okay, not to like brag, but I feel like the slashes encapsulate. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. I did the most legwork, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I broke it down. Yeah. All right, sure. You're right. They're all all are please stop, but they're all please stop in so different ways. Yeah, true. Mm. Well, point Mary. Thank you. All right. So uh, next is, are you ready for this, Mary? The nanny. <laughs> the nanny. Oh. I am the least impartial judge of this opening possibly ever because my love of the nanny can only be properly expressed by Ernest Savage Garden Karaoke. (laughs) 
Um, this is the time when I admit to Mary that I'm not sure I've ever seen a full episode from the Nanny. Well, we can fix that. I have them all on DVD. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, we can fix that so easily. Um, I didn't put this in the best category, though. What? Which, which I don't, I think, um, not only because probably I was being a little bit overcautious about my impartiality, but I do think that really the strength of this intro can be defined when it gets to the line, she's the lady in red when everybody else is wearing tan. That is musical genius. That is a musical genius tossed an animated Fran Drescher in the air and caught her in lyrics. And that's goals. Oh, okay. Why would you ever want to be a in a sea of beige when you can be a lady in red? Dancing before you. No, <laughs> no, no, because it's, it's it, you stand out and you define yourself. Mm, you don't yeah. dance for other people. You dance for yourself. You are Fran Drescher and you are wearing a wig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you do not give a damn about UB40, I think. Who wrote that song? Um, no, yes. No, sure. You, probably. You definitely don't care about them. And you need to find another life partner that believes they were abducted by aliens, because that's important to you. Christaberg is the person who wrote it. Sorry. Mm. Even worse. Yeah. So I put this in hashtag goals. About you folks. I did say best. I also um, have this best. So, yeah, I don't think you're, I don't think you're impart, your lack of impartiality your partiality rather uh had an impact on it hmm. it was just the best you think it's the best yeah. why do you think it's, it's the best, best? I think tell it's... me about this show that i love <laughs> I, mean, I think it just stands on its own i don't know i think it, it i don't know if i have reason i actually might have approached this with a similar level of, of uh bias <gasps> i looked at it as it told the story mm-hmm. it told us what happened it had good animation that wasn't crazy out of control it told still continued the story all the characters were recognizable it also just chose animation yes there was no inner cutting of like animated characters becoming live action characters nothing like that which is too much i think we can all agree yeah all right guys so how do we feel do you think um can we collectively agree that mary was wrong mary's wrong and it is the best yeah. I'm so pleased to be wrong. Good. Twist my arm. It is the best. <laughs> I love nice. my nanny right. so hard. Fran Drescher, I hope you're a fan of our show. Mm. That would be literally my dream. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but mm. if Fran Drescher was in Milwaukee and she just rolled up yeah. and we saw her walking past, and what would you do? I would probably cry. <laughs> would you approach? Yes. Would I... you tackle? No, 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 no. Disrespectful. No, I think I would definitely wish that my hair was taller, which is something that I kind of wish anyway all the time, but especially then. Mm. Especially at that moment. In the presence of someone who has such exceptionally tall hair. Would you make, like, me and Andrew distract her while you go and rat your hair a little bit? No, 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 because, like, the moment could slip away. I I I would seize the day. I think what would happen is you'd go to her, you'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, I wish my hair was taller, and she'd be like, (laughs) boom, and it would happen. And you know how it happened? She'd take off her wig and she'd put it on my head. <laughs> and you would be happy for the rest of your life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I met Fran Drescher and she put her head on my head. Um, <laughs> her wig on your head, not her head on your head. Same diff. It'd be fun. I would, I would have Fran Drescher's brain on my head. <laughs> Do you think her brain and her wig are connected? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how wigs work, right? Yeah. They- 
take so the we scalp can, off. We can cut all the wig talk. Oh, I don't know if we're going to. <laughs> we're keeping some of that in. I like a wig. All, all right. right. All right. So um, we did Mary's favorite show. Now we get to do one of my favorite shows, Frasier. Frasier Crane. Frasier Crane. Well, first I want to start this by saying, what the fuck, Andrew? The link you gave me has three minutes of silhouettes of the city of Seattle. Kelly, have you ever seen the show of Frasier? Because yes. that is the intro. Yes, I that have. But it. just one. Which is what I will say, I, you would have thought, again, like Mary, I did not put this in the best. Because frankly, like, while I do love the show of Frasier, uh, the intro is not the best. It is very firmly to me, people, places, and places. Because it's just the skyline of Seattle. I think it's another 90s Starbucks, frankly. Mm. Um, Ooh, and, very appropriate. And which I, is, <laughs> I said the hardest word in Hangman. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's one of the better jazzy trills. It's mm. nicer yeah. than a lot of it. It's not very saccharine, but it's so it just it's like bland. I it, really wish that tossed salad and scrambled eggs would be a category that would be applicable okay. to anything else. <laughs> True. Okay. Except that I would like to <clears throat> posit, if you will, please an alternate amazing intro for Frasier Ooh. because I do really commend them for breaking from the Cheers mold. It was a spinoff show, and the intro is nothing like Cheers's, and that's appropriate. Yeah. However, they should have gone deeper and gotten real weird with it. Mm. I think they should have done a dreamy sequence a la Grease or Grease 2, <laughs> where you're like kind of in the clouds and everything is white. And Kelsey Grammer is dressed in a top hat and tails, and he's singing Toss Salad and Scrambled Eggs to an endless landscape of angels laying on therapist couches. Of all couches. the women who for some reason want to have sex with Kelsey Grammer because... <laughs> I, both uh, both in real life and in the show. No, wait. I I am imagining angels because this is Greece or Greece yeah. too. Okay. And they're all laying on like white tufted couches in an mm-hmm. endless therapy session. How amazing. Can one of them be Bob Bulldog Briscoe? Yes. Yes. Your brain just where it goes. It's just so right. Amazing. <laughs> yep, that's Brilliant. exactly where I was going with that. Yeah. Yep. yep. I, I would never never thought to make a parallel between Grease 2 and Frasier, but you know what? Good on you. But like he's like jazzy. Maybe he's sitting at a, like a white baby grand, just like. Mm. Is he wearing like the orange top and tails from Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> no. He's be- classy. That's beneath him. Yeah. Classy. He's like a he's like a drop of chocolate syrup in a sea of white. Wow. Yeah. You really painted a picture mm. there. And there's just like clouds rolling across. It's beautiful. Maybe his lapels are glittery. That's possible. Do you think Kelsey Grammer would wear glittery lapels? I do. Here's the thing. I think Kelsey Grammer would, but I do not think Fraser Crane would. Mm, Maybe in a dream sequence. Where's the dog in this situation? Not there. Mm. It's Fraser's dream. The dog is not there. The dog is somewhere entertaining children because that's the whole point of that damn dog. (laughs) Really undermine the show, I think. It also gives is also to give his dad someone to talk to. Also, like Eddie is in that show for like point one percent of the time. It's barely in it, I feel like. I don't mind, Eddie. Okay. I, I Again, sorry, sorry to have to come here. I know I would love to talk about Frasier extensively, guys, but this is not a Frasier podcast yet. Uh, <laughs> yes. He'll slowly turn us. Inch yeah. by inch, day by day. My master scheme to make this a Frasier podcast. Um, <laughs> one person who's never seen an episode of Frasier. Well, we'll fix that. Kelly, sometime soon, we're going to tie you down make you watch the nanny and Frasier. Do I have to be tied we're, down? We're going to chemically tie you well, down. We have to condense as much of it as possible <laughs> in the course remember, of the weekend. Do you remember Get Out? We're going to do that. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Whoa. <laughs> the dark place is just you guys showing me. The sunken me. place. The sunken place, thank you, is just you guys showing me Frasier and the nanny over and over and over again. Frasier in the left eye, 
the nanny in the right eye. Actually, this is not even more like Clockwork Orange. Um, it sounds more like heaven. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, a weird, creepy bondage heaven. <laughs> one of us. One of us. Uh, Andrew, what's the what, what, what's the category? What are we um, That's a great question. Kelly, what was your category? Remind me. Uh, mine was the hardest word in Hangman. Mm, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do like that for this category because I think it is one of the better jazz numbers. Some of the other ones are a little bit bluesy, Mm -hmm. which I think kind of muddies the water. But this is this is a Mm. jazzy, jazzy song. And what was yours, Mary? Andy's Starbucks. I'm leaning towards Kelly on this one. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. What was yours, Andrew? Mine was uh, People, Places, and Places. Mm. But it's 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 not. It's too generic. Yeah. Other than his name, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I think Kelly takes it. Yeah. Point Kelly. Woo! I win. Uh. Okay, guys, we're leaving favorite territory and going into mediocrity. I'll say it with friends. Oh God, overrated is what I put this in, and I think this intro is the equivalent of one of those wacky wedding photos where everyone's jumping in the air. So I had a hard time with this because I agree, the imagery is all terrible, all really terrible. Mm-hmm. Yep, I fucking love that song. <laughs> I really, really, really love that song. Do you like the claps? Yeah, I like the claps. And <laughs> I like... We're going to get somebody... Whoever sings that song is going to be like, I heard those claps in that specific I order. I believe, and I don't know why I know this, the band was called The Raspberries, I think? I have no idea. I'm going to let you... That's one of those things in my brain that... I'm going to let you live and die on that hill. Just really... <laughs> wasting uh, space. I'm going to let you stand on that hill by yourself. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. So I, I, I gave it a favorable category of best of Pharrell Williams because it makes me happy <laughs> there you go that was the first category I really came cute. up with guys I, I okay Thanks. I think that it belongs though in the overrated category because there is nothing wrong with it yeah actually like it's a little bit saccharine I yeah. would say the imagery but like yeah the song's fine it tells the song's the, great the, the song is, is a piece of musical genius. Um, and it, it Your life's a joke, you're broke. Your love life's DOA. Yeah. Sure. That, I mean, that perfectly describes Ross at the very least. Hey. Um, although he has a really good job. I feel like that was always kind of underplayed. Yeah. I mean, he has like a dream job. Joey's the only one with the, not a good job. A Phoebe. Mm. But they can still like scrape by. None of those people need they, pity. They all can somehow afford five thousand dollars a month in rent comfortably. Yeah. No, they explained that in the show that it was a rent controlled apartment. Wow, lucky yeah. bastards! But they didn't really explain why the apartment across the hall. Yeah, that was. I can't explain that. One. Yeah, nor mm. the frame around the peephole. Um, Joyce kind of bugged me, but I think it's overrated because I think that it, there's nothing wrong with it in of itself, but culturally. We have ruined it. We've stompled all over it. I would say looking at it um, with fresh eyes, if you can, uh, my first reaction was, who are these assholes? (laughs) Because Jesus, these, oh God. Like even regardless of any opinions I have prior to the show, uh, friends, these people, they just look so dumb. Especially, especially Ross. I'm sorry, David Schwimmer. I know life's most... Joey's, whoever was like, Joey, this is what your hair is going to be doing for the entirety of the show's run was doing that man no yeah. favors. Oh, let's also not forget Chandler's sweater. Oh, I'm always just like, Jennifer Aniston, why don't you just take off your bra? You know <laughs> what I love the most about Friends is trying to think about what Rachel's job would be now. I think self-serve Froyo cashier. Mm. Mm. She needs like kind of a trendy job that... Oh, no, she'd totally be like a social media coordinator. 
Well, that's when she like got back on yeah. her feet. But what was her like oh, when her she meantime. like what is like her like worst job ever imaginable? Even though like working in a coffee shop by Central Park would actually be kind of a sweet gig. Yeah, or or the worst, that could be pretty insufferable, especially. But that coffee shop, especially if your douchey friends. friends are always there, <laughs> especially if you've witnessed that purple couch. Oof. All right, what are we doing? I mean, I. You, you didn't tell us who your category, Andrew. Who well, are these I said, assholes? I, or also oh. said, I also said, we have fun. <laughs> we have fun. <laughs> I do actually kind of like we have fun. We yeah. have fun. Yeah. I like we and have it, fun. And it connects. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I think that's nice. it. Nice. All right. Um, next on the list, Sister Sister. Oof. I gave it a solid B plus again because it really just explains the premise of the show, Sister Sister, very clearly. Which I, okay, again, this is one I did not watch. Wow, what a premise. I watched quite a bit. I also also did. Um, This is not the intro that I remember the most. So this is the first intro ever for the show, which makes sense because it's kind of, it's mid-90s. Yeah. So this is what we should be judging it on. And um, it didn't just, couldn't just pick one thing. We had like kind of animated still photos we had line drawings we had people moving around we had snippets of video uh, just, yeah. it the was tragic just... story of t- identical twin sisters separated at birth well who would do that yeah. what what could i mean i know that like well they didn't know the well, world is cruel it was a they... social worker that really messed them up there was yeah. also a really great line in the song which i want to point out to you guys that was written out as well we look alike but we are different i know i saw that <laughs> oh yeah that for me was the fact that they had like written like commentary about it to just explain the theme like oh yeah by the way later on later on wasn't there like one thing where it was like one was like i'm brainy and smart and the other one was like i do my own thing and my own time i know for 100 percent that that is something that basically goes down in later seasons during the intro and they're like framed in a guilt frame (laughs) while they're saying that um I, I said this is a we'll fix it in post. It seemed mm-hmm. like they couldn't pick something and they just like pushed it all together at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Narratively speaking, strong. Stylistically speaking, hot garbage. Mm. I think I gave this a one-time category, which was just, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> this could be a huh? Or huh? rather a huh? huh? <laughs> I like the huh. Which, I, I don't conveniently want to say enough, yeah. is what I will fix it in post. It's what I sort of want oh, wow. to yeah. Over so, there. I'll um, I'll slide with that one, Mary. I'll fix it. We'll fix it in post. Thank you. And it's fair. Thank you. All right. Well, that's what it looks like when you fix it in post. It's just animated things <laughs> and line drawings well, and quote words. unquote fix that's, it. That's a good post. point. Yeah, in post would be actually doing the animation, but we'll fix it in post. Post. <laughs> post. 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 Um, the Drew Carey show. <laughs> I got super controversial with this. Ooh. I know. I said best. <laughs> you said best? I said best because it's unapologetically weird and my heart lifts when they're chanting Cleveland Rocks. Yep. And I love, I love, this is like probably the whole reason I gave best. I love the subversion of expectation by making Mimi the chick with the crimson lips. Yeah. Hmm. Like that alone and presenting her as sort of like this unconventional beauty in that moment was is like pretty good. I can try it for the third time. Blonde on Blues. Because it's a weird Memphis style-ish thing. Andrew Carey is blonde. It's not really a blues song, though. It's not about, no, 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 it's not about blues. It's not about blues. It's about being blonde and Memphis group. Is it a Memphis style? I mean, like, it, it, it's. I would say it's descended from. I mean, again, if you're using Saved by the Bell as the benchmark, 
you'll no. never win. You'll never win. That is the most. I yeah. mean, I, and I honestly think I, I think it's a good category, but I think that it should only go to Save by the Bell for that reason. Yeah, fair. It's a deep category, mm-hmm. but honestly, you cannot associate Cleveland with any music style other than rock and roll. Because the rock and roll hall. That's where the rock and roll hall is. They're hiring a librarian. Good Good to know. Move to Cleve. Uh, Kelly, what did you put? I had it as a Pharrell Williams. Just makes me happy. All right. I would. Hmm. I'd be okay with best. I think it's one of the better ones. I mean, like. I don't. I'm not inclined to say best. But I'm also willing to. What keeps it from being the best? Is it because you're racist against Cleveland? I'm not racist against Cleveland. I hate Ohio because it's a shitty state. See, flaming out. I'm nope, sorry. Nope. I'm sorry. Then, I, he's, then he does not count. I, this is the second time that my bias against Ohio has has led me to uh, hoist it with on you guys. your own petard. Yeah. Against... Well, no, because if you recall, state flags. You both guys both said the Ohio flag was best. I think that and Kelly and I might have a secret Ohio alliance. You guys might, yeah. So I guess just like that time, uh, we just we like will, get together uh, and wear giant Buckeye hats. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing, okay, there is one glaring thing wrong with this, and that is the fact that we have to look at the incredibly racist logo for the Cleveland. Oh, the Indians. Indians? Yeah. You know. I also noted that, but it was just. But like, they can't. I mean, but at the same time, they can't control that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys feel comfortable making a uh, putting a best category for something that has racism in it. <laughs> I remember once we were flying back from like Orlando, we were going to Disney World, and we had a layover in Cleveland. And I remember my sister and I lost our shit because Drew Carey was going to be there. Aww. Aww. That's so cute and also weird. This, do you remember in The Sims house party where if you had a good enough party, oh, Drew, yeah, Drew Carey, Carey showed up? up? This is the best. It's the best. What? Yeah. yeah. And then if, if you, it was a good enough party, Drew Carey showed up in a limo. And then yeah. you could take the limo. I'm sorry. I don't believe you. That's true. In the living large expansion pack, you can go ahead and Google that right now. Yeah. Yeah, he shows up and he's wearing like a, a dark suit and a little red vest. And he comes to your party and, glasses, and people yeah. like can like look, talk to him and flatter him. And he hangs out and he's like, going to hit you on my cell later. Ciao for now. That just raises so many questions for mm-hmm. me. Think that went through in that list before Drew Carey was. The <laughs> I list. think question that, number I one. Think, yeah. I think it's sort of like when directors talk about casting people and they're like, they were our first and only choice. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, it had to be Drew Carey or no, no one. one. <laughs> also, I wonder if they have to get his permission. They had to. Oh yeah. They use his name, Drew Carey. They could, there are. It doesn't necessarily mean it's him. It could be anybody. It any, could be any, any Drew, Drew Carey. Carey that also, if you're going, he doesn't, his voice is not in it. You never There was it. that great episode of Cheers where Ted Danson, Sam, had to marry Jacqueline Bizet to win a bet, and he just found a woman named Jacqueline Bizet. Is that? Also, mm-hmm. who the heck is Jacqueline Bizet, the uh, famous person? Model, right? model slash actress. Okay. See? Or just mm-hmm. possibly just a model. I'm Tangent aside. Point is, point is, Sims Living Large, Drew Carey, I think I secretly love Cleveland. Unconventional beauty standards, the best. The best. Agree with, what's the word? Dissent. Oh, I'm sorry. It was The Sims House Party. My mistake. Well, I think I'll be clear. Yeah, that. Living Large is where you got the bed that you could make woohoo in. Well, you could woohoo <laughs> in every bed, but it was the heart shaped bed. Uh-huh. You couldn't woohoo in every bed. Mm, really? Well, you couldn't woohoo in twin size beds. Mm, no, you couldn't woohoo in every bed. But that came later. 
That oh, yeah, you're right. You had to have that, like, special heart-shaped bed. That, that vibrated. Yeah. Which is very upsetting when you really think about it. <laughs> I should have played The Sims more. The Sims is a great game. Yeah. I would play The Sims so much if I could yeah. to this day. Uh, which is probably good that I wouldn't because I would be spending hours designing tiny, tiny houses. Um, okay. So, oh, Drew Carey. that was so nice to... So, they, I'm looking at the fandom website and Drew Carey, his body shape is thin. You're welcome, Drew Carey. They were nice to you. Aww. Well, it's actually true now, which is... I find it, it kind of upsetting hmm. that Drew Carey's so thin. I mean, good for... I'm, whatever. Whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Drew Carey, do what you want. Do what you want. Drew Carey, I hope you're happy. There are videos we can watch of him in The Sims later, if you'd like. Mm. We'll put it on the website. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay, moving on from this misguided decision. Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, another oh. misguided decision. Hey! <laughs> Whoa, putting it on blast. Hey, Melissa Joan Hart. This is another compilation, but I did not feel the need to categorize each one. Because it would just be worst, worst, worst. I also think that our compilation is a little bit um, stacked against us liking it because her... So every time in the original one, she would like change into a costume and she would deliver a witticism based on her costume. And in this one, she says, I'm a witch hitter. And she's dressed like a baseball player. But I was like, not okay to hit witches. (laughs) (laughs) What? It upset me immediately. And also would be very, you know, against her benefit. No, I think in her case, she's like, I'm a witch. And also I'm a hitter. She's the witch hitter. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But which she's a self-hating witch. Oof. The first two are just totally forgettable to me, especially the one that's just like all bubbles floating around. The one with the bubbles is so so terrible. It's so it's so long. Also, would no one be in a scene with her for an intro? Why is she always totally alone? I don't know. Forever alone. Or a million versions of herself. Mm. But mostly, I want to talk about the last college years ones. Um. The intro was so sad, and the lyrics about life changing and it being inevitable and everyone's just going to be fine almost seem apologetic that the show is still on the air. (laughs) Um, And also, I had to face some hard truths. I realized, watching it, that while I was trying to look like Clarissa, in actuality, in 2004, I was just Sabrina in boot-cut pleather pants. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I know. (sighs) So I said this was worst. Worst. Mm. I said this was worst. I went a little bit softer, but still negative, and said green screen, green face, because puke. Yeah. To me, the first two, I mean, like, the bubble one's really bad. When you watch them all in quick succession, the only thing that sticks out to me is the college years. Hmm. And it's just, like, saddest would be the category. But it's actually the worst, because (laughs) the other two are not sad. They're just gross. Yeah. They're just bad. Fair. I think they're all bad. They're all very bad. How, but what were the puns like? Were they all that bad? I don't remember another pun from. Mm. I remember the pun being a thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't name them. Uh, I'm sure there's some supercut somewhere on YouTube. Somebody yeah. go find it, send it to us. Thanks. Mm. Yeah, she just had like a scar or stitch across her face, and she's like, "I'm a snitch in time," <laughs> and there was a clock behind her. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she could just stand there and say, I'm a witch in time. <laughs> but that's actually, okay, but that would just be her standing there. She's like, time is happening around me and also I'm a witch. How did she have to have a Because she's in snitch and snitches get stitches. Wow. She could have just said, I'm a stitch in time. Because, wait, it's, what? how does a phrase even go? A, a stitch-, stitch in time saves nine, but she's a snitch in time because she has stitches and she's also traveling in time. 
I don't know. I don't know, guys. You know what? I, I do know that this is the worst. That was, that was metaphorical gymnastics. That was a not, not sure. Uh, no, no, whatever. That it's was fun. that was amazing. Thank you. Yeah, good job. Thank you. It's All much right. better than anything that Sabrina's doing, especially when she's wearing that pleather uh, cro like bustier and dancing in front of the oyster house. Ew. Wow. I just like when like. There's a moment that I remember watching when I was a kid when she's on those stairs and she like, you can see her counting in her head. One, <laughs> two, three. Okay, now move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And then there's she's like 16 Sabrinas there. She's also totally alone in that intro. Yeah. Mm. It's like they could not pay someone else to be in that intro. They <laughs> not were even like, the cat. They were like, no, I'm good. And he was a robot. <laughs> he was a puppet. <laughs> Who hated her probably. I don't know. I think so. I think that Salem was just like, "Let me die." <laughs> like he, d I think he prayed for death every night. Well, Salem was a wizard, evil wizard, who got stuck into a cat's body. I know things about things. Leave me alone. <laughs> no, by far the worst thing about Sabrina's teenage witch is the fact that the aunts had to share ears. Do you remember this? What? No. What? They only what had one that, pair. What does of, that mean? They only had one pair of ears between them. So. And then there's a whole episode where they both need to go on a date and they both like the guys want to like brush their hair back and like kiss on their necks and they only so they're like trading ears and then one aunt dries the ears but like hanging them up on clothespins and then the earlobes get really really long. It's really upsetting. This is a real show. <laughs> this is real. I'm making up none of this. I can't I can't picture any of that and stay sane. <laughs> Yeah. Also, the aunts were like the only characters that were worth anything. Yeah. Mm. And the cat. And the cat, but... The cat was a robot. So. Basically also kind of an extension of the aunts. True. Since he was like stuck on the kitchen table. Yeah. <laughs> or on her bed. <laughs> two, loca two whole locations. I think Harvey might have been like one of my real high school crushes. Oh, mm. Harvey. Hmm. I don't remember... I never really connected with this show. Mm. I think I was always really weirded out by the cat. No, more like the like weird earlobe plots. <laughs> or like, there just seemed to be a lot of like weird moral ambiguity yeah. in the show. That is Which there. conflicts with your, you know, established puritanical view. Of <laughs> Obviously. <the world>. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. No, but it was like, like ham fisted. Like it would be like, is Sabrina gonna <laughs> going to tip the yo-yo competition in her favor? And I'm like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was based off an Archie comic. So, uh, well, okay. uh, next on the list, I don't really know if we're gonna have much to say about it, but it's Spin City. Oh no, I have lots oh, to say. Thank God, because I got nothing. I said, I, first of all, I said this was worst. I also had yeah, the worst, yeah. and I said that it's worse because. So first of all, we need to specify this is the Michael J. Fox years, not the Charlie Sheen years. Mm -hmm. um, and literally, no good choices were made here. <laughs> Cutout letters showing us uh, peaks of the main cast member while NYC B-roll plays in the background. It's nauseating. Um, and I think just like like physically nauseating. Like, there's too much happening and there's too much motion and you can't really see what's going on. And um, I think the intro knows that it's gross because it hangs on that pooping dog clip just a little too long. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Yep. 
Yep. I got really, when I saw that pooping dog, I was like, why the fuck would they leave that pooping dog in there? And then I was like, well, Spin City, they were, I like went way too far into it and gave them way too much credit for it. <laughs> no. I was not. No, I think it's just supposed to be like, oh, it's New York and it's gritty and real, but it's it's not. Yeah. Nothing, nothing grittier than a tiny dog taking a shit. There's also nothing grittier than like the lives of political office support, support staff people. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. All right. It's a worst. Yeah. yeah I also fair. said it's a worst. Done. All right. Taking a twist to something a little bit brighter. Uh, Keenan and Kel. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Best. Oh, Jesus. I also think best. Oh, oh God, oh, you guys. Oh, oh. Okay. So I, I, best was my category. I also said if, if this was not in the best, it would be in a solid B plus and subcategory. That's a wrap. Again, pretty basic, but uh, okay, here's really what, descriptive. Here's why I think it's the best. It doesn't somehow does not seem like a try hard moment. There is zero clip art. I will yeah. agree. It does not seem like they are trying very hard, even though they are trying very hard. But it doesn't seem like it. They are in the universal globe thing with Coolio. Yeah. There is zero clip art. And it's a show for teenagers, which we know from this list historically is a hard thing apparently teenagers to do. Love clip art. It does seem like... They knew they knew their audience. Yeah, they're like, you know what? You're watching the show. You you really didn't care about Universal Studios and like Nickelodeon. So, and also, guess what? Hey guys, guess who stopped by? It's Coolio. It's Coolio. Oh. Also, I like that they know it has to be kind of a safe <clears throat> rap song. Like all these intros have kind of like yeah. softball rap. Like yeah. it's not. It's not great. But instead, they were like, but you know what we're going to do to make it slightly better? We're going to get Coolio to sing it in person. Yeah. <laughs> it does add a certain amount of, of cred to the whole proceedings lacked in literally anything else we've seen. Yeah. Also not self-serving like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm-hmm. Mm. Where basically he's just like, please listen to my rap song. I, you guys have fully convinced me. Really? I came in thinking, like, this is the worst. Not the worst. Okay. I, mine was a what the fuck did I just watch? Mm, yeah. But a very it, thorough explanation of the show you're about to see. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great. That was the best. That was the best. Yeah. I will. I'll give the best. I think it is. Yay. I'll give it All right. Dunzo. All right. Here's one that I. Here's a thing. I don't know why this one made it into the list. But it's Dharma and Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now, this is a show that I have lots of opinions about and I've never seen. Okay. Here's a weird fun fact about me. I have seen this show numerous times when it was on. Because I was a teenager, and you know, this is when you just watched whatever the hell was on TV, and never enjoyed it. Watched it not regularly, but semi regularly, and I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. I remember the toilet paper thing. Watch the toilet paper thing. She it was a really terrible joke where she walks out with the toilet paper holder and a thing, real thing of toilet paper, and puts it on, and then walks back to the bathroom. That's the Oof. joke. Oof. Well, I think, I think that's Starmer and Greg at least. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Um, I think that this looks like uh, Tara from Buffy the Vampire Slayer's yep. wardrobe has been flattened out and mod podged onto a background. <laughs> and then and then these characters are just doing things that tell me nothing really about them. There's nothing uh-huh. needy, there's no there's no exposition, there's nothing. The only thing I'm s i am really get from this is that I'm supposed to think that Greg is so uptight for reading a newspaper. Yeah. Which is insulting and I don't like it. But so Dar- I, Dharma's got those uh, laid back hand motions. Also, they are not. La- they are not laid back. Yeah. People who like peaceful things like that are the worst <laughs> when it comes to actually being chill. Yep. 
Very true. I think it's the worst. Yeah, I, I said who are these assholes, but I'm going to go with worst. It's worst. Yeah, it's I terrible. went for insufferable eye rolls, but I will accept mm. worst as well. All right. It's terrible. What is worse than this? I think this Oof. is worst of the worst. We mm. don't rank them in categories typically, but I think that this is the worst intro we watched. It to the bottom. I think it's the very bottom. Eat it, Dharma and Greg. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. Coming for you. Okay. Uh, next on the list and second to last, smart guy. Do, 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 do. Uh, this is a very controversial, controversial statement at this table. I thought the song sounded like a first draft of a Hamilton song. <laughs> That's not controversial. It's really funny. Uh, that's just a biting insult. Also, I think dovetails beautifully into my comment, which is rap for white people, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is also what Hamilton is. Hey. Um, I said this was served in a warm smug. Because mm-hmm. there is no smugger character than smart guy. Mm-hmm. He's very smug. And his dad is actually very smug. We watched the version where they talk about him being like, good with the ladies and it flashes to the dad which i also thought was pretty smuggy because they're like we're going to talk about this child being good with ladies which is kind of a disgusting concept but we're going to flash to a dad a man who mm. could have a lady legally and that's okay <laughs> legally <laughs> he could go down to the wife market and just pick <laughs> one on up i meant that he could like pursue a lady legally versus yeah. Versus the smart guy who would be... Who's a child. Who's a, ch- who's a literal be-overall child. <laughs> he's Oshkosh Bagosht to the nines. Yeah, and he's super smug about it. Uh, yeah. What did you guys have? Uh, I said a solid B+, because again, they just explain the premise so clearly. Yeah, yeah. The brother, the guy who plays Mo, whose name is totally leaving me. His last name is Gooding. When he turns and does that eye work. Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nailed it. His last name is Gooding, not Junior. Uh, Kelly. Mm. Um, I actually wondered myself why he wasn't more like famous at this point. Oh. I looked into it. He's I mean he's doing stuff. He's he's doing he's doing fine. Good. Wherever. Yeah. Good job, Mo. Yeah, I'm sure Mo. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, but do it. I, I he seems to really he seems like a bright star, at least in the intro. And the poor smart guy just uh show just got cancelled. Show he's Aww, on. Aw, what show is he on? Oh some terrible show. Aww. It got cancelled in the first Taj. season. Taj Taj Maori. Oh, those Maoris though, they must have so much money. Yeah. So much money. They Good basically they basically just I mean, yeah. They just own the Disney Channel basically. Yeah. At Twitches alone. Yeah. Y'all seen Twitches? I have. Seen I Twitches. haven't. Sorry. It's about teen they're witches. Teens. And they're oh, witches. Clever, yeah. And they could put together a much better How many intro, puns but... do they use in the descriptive processors? Uh, I think it's just Twitches. Like I yeah, think they just yeah. were like we got one pun. We're yeah. not going to do that Sabrina changing up the pun every time cuz that's how you get snitch in time. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you open up the possibility also, for snitch in time. That's how you or open witch in time. That reminds me of uh, what's the, the chimney sweep song in in Mary Poppins? Chim chim tree. Yeah. It's snitch in time. <laughs> Possible. Oh, very nice. Possible. All right, guys, made it to the last one on the list. Oh my God, you also played Michelle's friend on uh, Full House, named Teddy. Aww. That's pretty cute. He was yeah. on Free Forms. Wait, does that mean there are two Taj Maoris? No. Just one? Just one. Why would there be two? Because if he was a child, he would have to have a twin, right? What? <laughs> no, you don't always have to have a twin. He has oh. twin older sisters. But that doesn't They're mean... the Twitches. They're the Twitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He is handsome though. 
Woo! He is handsome. He's handsome. Well, good for him. Handsome Look at that. fellow. He's a handsome yeah. He'll land on his feet. Dude, yeah. he'll be fine. Do you want to guess how old he is? Uh, sure. Um, I'm going to guess that he is 29. He is 30. Hey. hey. Good for Price him. Price is right rules. I still would have won. <laughs> nice. All right. Shall we wrap it up, guys? Let's do it. Will and Grace. Oof. 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 Coming back on the air this year, apparently. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, I did read a ton of articles that were like, we cannot have Queer Eye for the Straight Guy come back on. We are past it. We are past it as a society, which I don't totally disagree with. But I'm surprised I'm not seeing more of that with Will and Grace. Well, I feel like there's like a lot of, a lot of subtle criticism because, uh, again, because of Jack. Well, it's just a weird thing to talk about because I mean, at the time, again, like at the time, it was important to have a very visible gay characters, but now it feels 100%. very rough, as I refer to it as Gamus and Andy, because <laughs> it's very much just played. It, it feels like it played into stereotypes so aggressively, um, but was visibility? Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the like intro. Karen. But yeah, we gotta. Well, actually, I do kind of like Karen. But yeah. um, that's. I just said that's neither here nor there yeah. because the intro tells us almost nothing Think about it. these people. I, I this is my other, huh? Or sorry, huh? <laughs> I said this was a '90s Starbucks because it had colored bars and jazz and people dancing. Mm. I literally could not categorize it. Yeah, it's just blank on my page. This one is totally a guys. Let's get bad and have five cookies for dinner. <laughs> or we're having fun. Isn't that one of them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we have we fun. We have fun. That's the one. All right. That's got to be the category. All right. We'll take it. The one where, like, Deborah Messing is like, oh, and, like, kind of covering her face, like, aren't we naughty? To me, is just emblematic of the whole situation. It makes me mad. Mm. Nice. Deborah Messing, I think you're great. You have great hair. Fair. Well... Ending on a bit of a soft note. Yeah. Soft like Deborah Messing's beautiful curls. I think we've yeah. learned that Mary has a weird thing with hair. Weird mm-hmm. obsession with hair in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She likes it tall. She likes it soft. She likes it red. Deborah and Messing also, also has a, a, a crazy amount of volume in her hair. Yeah. I just I just appreciate it. I appreciate it. Women yeah. who have volume in their hair. It takes a lot of work. That's why my hair is short. Mm. <laughs> it takes a lot of work. Fair. Well, guys, regardless of the amount of work it takes to get volume in your hair, we did it. Once again, Categorical Oracle is totally successful. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. So um, any uh, further comments or thoughts before we wrap this up, guys? I, I, feel, I feel like we have, we have said everything that is to be said about this very specific set of 90s sitcom intros. Next time, let's talk to you about 90s. Uh, procedurals. Please procedurals. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> the list will also not be comprehensive. No apologies. No apologies. <laughs> I will never do that. Not even one. Right. Not e- Like meth, not even once. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, as always, for listening to Categorical Oracle. Check us out uh, on the web uh, at outrageousmechanisms.com. Uh, we will be on social media by the time this thing airs, hopefully. And uh, check us out there, too. Thank What's you, it? Andrew. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Mary. We're done. We oh. did it. Mary, did you forget to thank somebody? I thought we were going to like a triangle thing. <laughs> thank you, Kelly. Good job. Okay. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
An outrageous, An outrageous mechanism's, mechanism's production. production.